If you are a businesswoman working to amplify your six and seven figure business from success to significance, then you know it's not just about the right strategies or the right tactics. It's more and more about high caliber people around you, your team, your collaborators, and advisors that can open doors for you and widen your reach. Welcome to your Circle of Influence podcast with your hosts, Dr. Monica Ogando and Amy Walker. Welcome, everybody, to your Circle of Influence. I am your co-host, Dr. Monica Ogando. And I'm Amy Walker. I am so happy that you're here. We're both happy that you're here because we want you to be more efficient in your life as an entrepreneur. So we're going to be sharing some efficiency hacks today. And I just want to do a disclaimer. I just want to do a disclaimer, and Amy is going to back me up on this. Some of this stuff that we're about to share with you, we're sharing with you because we have slammed ourselves up against the wall and we found a better way. <laughs> so we're sharing best practices. And then there are going to be some others, and we'll admit it when the time comes, where it's just the pot calling the kettle black. And yep. sometimes we don't live up to our own expectations, and we'll share that as well. I don't think it's the pot calling the kettle black, though. I think it's the pot being like, hey, kettle, I'm black, you're black. Let's go and, you know, let's do this together. Fix this. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, I like that better. Together. I like yeah. that better. Because, <laughs> like, I'm, I'm not pretending that I am perfect at this. Yeah, neither Hell am I. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. It's true. It's a, it's a work in progress and it's an iterative process. It is, for sure. Because as you well, move I, along, then you realize, oh, I could be doing this better. I could be doing that better. Or this doesn't work. Or this is better. You know, like that. Well, and as your business grows, like it requires more efficiency of you. Yes. I remember back when I was a newer entrepreneur and what I would get done in a day that would be, I'd be like, man, I killed it today. Mm -hmm. And those days are regular days, you mm -hmm. know? And now it's like for me to be like, man, I killed it today. It's got to be like superb. Yeah. So I, I just think there's different levels to your mastery of the skill. And that's mm -hmm. how we have to look at it is really is a mastery of a skill. Yep. Um, I'll liken it to my, my second son is quite musical and he just asked me to teach him to play the cello. Hmm. And I've been playing the cello since I was, you know, uh, 11 years old. And in the beginning, it's really bad to the point where my parents laughed at me because it was so bad. <laughs> like it's not good when you start a new instrument and then it gets to the point where you can go beyond playing twinkle, twinkle, little star, eight different yeah. ways. Yep. And now you can play a song that actually sounds a little bit like a song and then it gets good and then it gets really good. And then if you stop practicing, you lose it. And mm -hmm. so it really is like that because now, you know, when I play, I, I can play and people will go, Oh, that's really pretty. But I'm like, you have no idea how slow yeah. these fingers move. You know, it, yeah. it just, it's not the same. And so it really is a skill that if you step out of it, you'll feel the ill effects of it. Mm -hmm. And as you get better, you also get more nuanced about your point about mm -hmm. what it takes to reach a level of excellence. So I agree with that totally. So why don't we get started? Why don't we start with your first tip? My first thing that has made a huge difference with my efficiency is to have theme days. Mm -hmm. So I used to try to do a lot of every, you know, a little of everything within mm -hmm. a day. 
And I don't, my, my brain doesn't multitask super well. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't jump from one task to another. Well, it takes me a minute to really set in and hit my groove with a Mm test, with a task. Mm -hmm. And so I have different hats that I put on on different days. So Monday is my admin day. That's the day where I meet with my team. That's the day where I have my meetings. We plan out our week. We look at our goals. Um, we talk through anything that we need to for our tasks and our to-do list. Tuesday is for me a client day. So I work with clients all day. And it's funny because I get better as the day goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, like my, my brain is just more focused as mm-hmm. the day goes on. Wednesday is my um, content creation day. And so I'll be doing, you know, YouTube videos or writing a bunch of articles or I'm creating new content or whatever it is that I need to do. Thursdays are podcast day. So we podcast Mm -hmm. on Thursdays and then Friday is like a wrap up day. Mm -hmm. Um, When I, right now I have a really great sales team. And so, you know, you may have noticed sales was not on there, but that's because of my team. But when I was doing sales and I was the primary salesperson, uh, what I found was if I had to switch back and forth between coaching calls and sales calls, Mm -hmm. I did not close well because I would be coaching on the sales calls yeah. and didn't le- didn't close deals. And so I've really had to figure out what tasks can go together and what tasks need to be separate yep. in order for me to be as efficient as possible. Like for example, if I'm in content creation mode and then I have to jump on a sales call, I'm also not good at closing because my mind is still in content creation. Mm-hmm. But if I've got back-to-back sales calls all day, by the end, like, shoot, they're just signing up. They have no <laughs> choice because <laughs> I'm so in the zone, you know? Yeah, that's great. That's a great theme. I, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. It just felt like an intuitive way to move. But I went about it, you know, I always talk about maxing, uh, matching the Dharma with the data. So I went through it more like a, from a spiritual perspective or from a, um, for some people, it would be an astrological perspective, right? So like Monday is named after the moon. Mm-hmm. So, and Tuesday is named after the god Thor or in some traditions, um, Mars, right? And so on Mondays, moon So day, Tuesday is when you start wars and <laughs> smash things with your hammer. Got it. <laughs> well, I wouldn't call it war, but I'd call it like getting out there. You know what I mean? So Monday is moon day and it's kind of like more internal. And to your point, uh-huh. I, I, I call those CEO days. And then Mars uh, Tuesday is Mars Day, and for me, that's marketing. That's when I like get out there and and uh-huh. you know make something happen, and uh, and so that way I think that you're right. Theme. Wait, you have to finish it. What's Wednesday, Thursday, Friday? Because oh, I'm okay, super so, curious. Okay, so Tuesday is when I make stuff happen. So that's like when I'm doing negotiations. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not doing sales so much as just like negotiating contracts. A lot of the the uh, client, the consulting work that I do and the coaching work that I do comes to me through referrals. So by the time that they come to me, they're already sold. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's really just about uh, scope of work and finalizing the proposal, sending it over signature. So Tuesday is my day for that. Wednesday is my marketing day. M- Mercury is the god of communication. And mm-hmm. so Wednesday is my marketing day. That's, and it's kind of like content production, like what you were talking about, because it's really mm-hmm. about putting thought leadership out there. Um, Thursday's podcast day. And Friday is the lover day. So it's my day for like networking and chopping mm-hmm. it up with people, building relationships, deepening relationships, making work, you know, referrals, sending an email, letting somebody know, hey, I'm sending so-and-so your way, et cetera. So it's a great day to, uh, to connect and be in relationship. Hmm. Awesome. Yeah. I love it. Yep. I think you should have a little smashing of things with a giant hammer on Tuesday. So. <laughs> yeah. Go if they don't cut me this check, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> 
So my tip is to do um, pomodoros. I am a fan of small, concentrated, focused time where you just get something done. And sometimes it's like batching, right? So it's like, we're just talking about theme days is just another way of batching your, your work. Mm-hmm. And, but Pomodoro is, is a little bit more granular in that you are setting yourself a certain amount of time. Pomodoro is typically like 25 minutes and then five minutes off for a break. I don't really work in short spurts like that. I like longer spurts. So I'll do 55 minutes or 50 minutes in a 10 minute break. And then that way I know that it's like, okay, I'm resisting writing a particular blog post or a particular anything. You just have to get something done in these 50 minutes, right? So, and then that way it also doesn't take me all day to get something done because I'm just working in spurts. Sometimes I'll even do like a virtual co-working date with Mm -hmm. a friend or a colleague. They'll be working on their stuff. I'll be working on mine. We'll get on Zoom and we'll say, okay, in the next hour, I'm getting such and such done. And so by the end of the day, by the end of that hour, then we report back to what we were able to get done. And that in itself adds another layer of accountability that's really, really cool. Love it. I am a huge fan of batching content and batching the work that you do. Because like, for example, if I write one blog post, it might take me 45 minutes to write the one blog post. If I write four blog posts, it's done in two hours because I get faster and more efficient as I get my brain gets into the flow. And when I know I only have to do one, I can never crank it out quickly. So there's something really magical about, you know, doing more of something. It's like your brain can just really shine in that space. Yep. Yep. I love it. Yes. Okay. My next tip is to use the gaps. So we have all of these little gappy spaces throughout our day where we have, you know, 10 minutes here and five minutes there and 15 minutes here. And a lot of times we look at our day and we say, okay, well, I need an hour to get this done. So we don't utilize the gaps. So when I have a gap that shows up, I ask myself, what's the best way I can use this gap? And sometimes it's like, oh, you know what? Those couple of emails that I need to send, I could send those right now. Um, we, you and I just had a gap. And so I went and put on makeup so that I wouldn't have to look like a 1970s rocker boy any longer because like it was a gap. That's what I could do during that time. Right. And so sometimes it's like, I need to meditate. I need to like sit still, or I need to go sit on the porch and let the sun shine on my face. So I'm not saying every single one of those gaps has to be used to get work done, but if you're intentional with those gaps, you're so much more efficient because you're checking in consistently and finding the most high use of that time. Cause mm-hmm. I would say the average person probably wastes a couple hours a day in their yeah. gaps. Yeah, it's true. Particularly when you're working from home, for example, I hate, I can't even enunciate that word enough to, to qualify how de- deeply I feel about this. I loathe, loathe, abhor <laughs> <laughs> a messy kitchen. And so I make it a point always at the end of the day that before I go to bed, that's the one thing that I do is make sure the kitchen is clean. Because when I get up in the morning and I'm going to make myself a cup of coffee, that space better be squeaky clean. And sometimes in those gaps, hey, just, you know, the dishes that you dirtied up for breakfast, go clean that up. So that by the time that it's time to do something else in the kitchen, then it's ready for you. So I play those little mind games with myself. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. You would not be able to survive living in my house. Yeah, well, you know. The minute you clean of- it is not clean again. Like mm-hmm. literally you get done and then someone comes in and like wipes else. frosty across the 
so I don't know. It's just, yeah. yeah. It's just the season Never ending. of life you're in. When you become yeah. an empty nester, Amy, I'm just going to be wondering how much funner <laughs> and lighter you're going to be like, oh my gosh, it's so silent in my house. You're going to be. You know I what? Can't. I will be like showing up to hang out with my kids. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because be like, I do. Um, I, I love hanging out with them. They're so much fun. They make a lot of messes. Yeah. Um, they have a lot of dirty clothes. But other than that, they're pretty amazing. They're awesome. So when I'm they're an empty awesome. nester, Stephen and I will just be like, hey, let's go let's show go up at this kid's house. That's I'll right. be like, mom. Yes, yes. Mom. <laughs> okay, so here's one that this is, this is the part where it was like the pot calling the kettle black for me. Mm-hmm. Because... It's something that I still, I don't feel like I have mastered, but I do understand the power and the value. And when I do do it, I'm really patting myself on the back for being a badass. And that is documenting processes that you want to duplicate. Yeah. So there's so much institutional history in your brain from how you started, from how you run your business, from the things that worked or didn't work, et cetera. And those tidbits need to be transferred. They need to be transferred into documentable processes that then you can give to somebody else and train them, whether it's an employee, whether it's a contractor, whether it's a vendor, et cetera, for how you do things. And you do it with other things. You have a brand guideline, right? Like this is the logo and these are the colors and these are the hex codes mm-hmm. and this is what we do and this is the sizes. And so do that with everything else because it cuts your work when you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And then that way, when somebody new comes in, sometimes we hesitate to bring somebody in or we hesitate to train them because like oh, it's just easier if I do it myself well the only reason why that's true is because you haven't documented it when you when you go through something I've, I have had to train myself to when I first do something I'm documenting it I'm taking notes about what I did what worked and what didn't work so that by the next time even if I'm still doing the same thing it's me doing it I still can look over my notes and with a fresh kind of like brain, a fresh outlook, I can say, oh, I can see where I can do this better or this better, or this, this can take less time, et cetera. So you become more and more efficient over time. Okay. So I'm going to give you a little top secret tip on this. Oh, okay. Part of the reasons why you hesitate is because in our minds, we make that harder than it actually is. So mm. I make that part super easy. I get the person that I need to train and I say, okay, this is the day that we're training on it. And then I make the process while I'm training them teach me how to do something. And as I'm teaching them, I'm like, okay, let's write this down. And so you're, you're co-create, you're training and um, creating the process at the same time, because a lot of us don't have time to do both. That's the thing. It's Mm -hmm. like, uh, I don't have time to do this work twice. So in fact, if I can do the work, show them how I'm doing the work and document the process all at the same time, that's ideal. And that, and I can see how that would be even more badass because as you're writing it down and as you're showing them, they're asking questions that helps you to clarify that process, mm-hmm. right there. Or they can write down the process too. And you can say, okay, you're going to write down, you're going to create the process, read it back to me. That's not exactly it close. It should actually go like this. Like it helps you to, yeah, you do, you clarify the process because sometimes I do things so intuitively that it's not until I'm training someone else that I'm mm-hmm. like, Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Okay. It actually moves like this yeah. and it, you, you just don't, you don't know. So yeah. don't spend the time doing it beforehand. Create that as you go through and train them. Awesome. And this applies not only for vendors and employees, but it also applies for children. You can train your children to be mm-hmm. you know, little mini secretaries and assistants and so forth. I'm just saying. You all should see, and it's been a little while since I've had a nanny because my kids are a bit older, but you should see the document that I have created for their processes. It is a thing of beauty. (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
um, yeah, my daughter's um, trust was funded through some of the work that she did in my company when I <laughs> didn't, didn't hire an assistant. I hired her instead. Wow. Yeah, those were the days. Okay. So what's your next uh, tip? My next one is really to limit email and communication. People do not need to have access to you 24-7. They need to know that, they, that you'll get back to them within 24 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So just set up your times when you're going to actually be plugged in to Facebook. Because think about it. We have Messenger. We have email. Uh, I have clients that contact me on Marco Polo. We have text messages. There's oh like... Gosh four different ways that people can interrupt my day. Yeah. So they don't need to reach me 24 seven. They just need to know that I'm going to get back to them. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's good. It's true. Now we have so many channels where people can just have access to us. And mm -hmm. it is so tempting to feel like you have to respond right away. You almost, it's like a Pavlovian response. Like as soon as you hear the ding, it's like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta respond. No, you don't. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, remember back in the day when like you would call someone and they weren't home mm. and there was no message. So you just called them later. You yeah. Know? <laughs> or even better they you called and they were on the phone and you got a busy signal. <laughs> right. So old I remember, school. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> okay. My next tip is to take time off. Now, I know that this sounds like, what? That's an efficiency hack? Yes, it is. Yes. Yes, it is. Let me tell you why. When I know that I have a vacation coming, when I know that I have to shut down the computer and put it in a bag and go to the airport or go to wherever it is that the next thing is, I get so efficient knowing that I'm not going to have time to write that email or send this proposal or blah, 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 blah. It's like all of a sudden everything disappears. And if I could just draw you a, a visual of it, it's almost like you have all of this stuff hovering over your brain, thoughts and objectives and deadlines and whatever. And then when you know that you have a finish line, because at this time I have to grow, go run to the airport, it's almost like it goes whoosh and everything just clears out and you are laser focused on what you need to accomplish so that you can meet that deadline or meet that finish line. It's such an efficiency hack. Yes. Well, and the other thing is, we are not robots. We are not machines. And when we are getting tired, then we only function at like 50% of our capacity. Yeah. And if you don't take time to unplug and recharge your batteries, I mean, how many of you, when you come back from vacation, you're like, I need so a vacation creative. from the vacation. <laughs> well, that's only when I take all the kids, but like oh, when yeah. Steven and I go on a vacation together, like I come home and I'm like, I've got so many great new ideas. Yeah. I'm excited to plug into my business. I'm energized. I'm looking forward to being there. If I take vacations frequently enough, if I don't, like if I'm on a vacation drought, which I think is challenging where people are not really traveling, it, you know, the whole year of most of the year of 2020, people have not really been traveling. So I think people are starved for time off. And um, because they can't go anywhere, they're just kind of, I don't know, working and then working and then working some more. I think we really have to make an effort to unplug and find ways to really recharge our batteries. Yes. Even if it's a staycation, even if it's yeah. just making a deal, I'm going to take the basement for the weekend. You take the second floor and we shall see each other on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ours is, you know, like go get rent a different house. Yeah. That's not this house and go hang out in that house. <laughs> yeah. The change of scenery does so good. Yep. 
Okay. My next tip is starting your day with some time dedicated to your mental spiritual clarity. Mm -hmm. So when I spend time to do my spiritual journaling in the morning, I like my heart, my brain, soul, body are all connected and I show up at my best, which helps me to be more efficient throughout the whole day. Yeah, it's so true. Uh, you know, I've made no secret of not being a morning person. But it's not so much that I'm not a morning person. It's just that the morning is dedicated to me. <laughs> so I'm not available for like calls and work and da, da, da. I'm, I'm not checking my phone. I don't know what you sent, et cetera. And so I find that my efficiency hack is if I can give myself, even if it's just 10 minutes, you know, for, for some of us, we're so busy and we're running around, especially with, you know, school starts and oh, the kids need a thousand different things and they have a different schedule, et cetera. It's Even a thousand it's and just, five things. Yeah, exactly. A thousand and five. <laughs> so it's like, if you can just give yourself an hour, but that will set you up for such a more smooth flowing day than if you just like rolled out of bed and just hit the ground running. Yep, for sure. Mm -hmm. All right, what's your next tip? So, you know, it's kind of related to that. And it is that um, you have to know what works for you in terms of your own energy cycles. So one of the ways that I have become more and more efficient over time is understanding how my energy flows. Mm -hmm. I know that I'm slow to ramp up. So I do not hit the ground running when I start my day. And I also don't start my week that way. So Mondays and Tuesdays have a slower pace than, you know, and then Wednesdays is a full on, you know, like marketing and, and out expression of, of messages and connecting with people and calls and blah, 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 blah. Whereas if I were to start with a Monday that way, it would feel like such a jarring shock to my system. So if you understand your energy and you understand how to, and you have some authority on how to schedule those things to take advantage of and leverage your, your energy, you won't be dragging and you won't be white knuckling it to the top of the mountain because you'll be working with your natural flow. Mm -hmm. Yep. Love it. All right. My next tip is, Power naps. My next the, tip the is power nap. The resistance. That's the one. The power nap. So yes. here's the thing. We, I think, sometimes try to force ourselves to work when we're tired. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes I don't actually sleep. Sometimes I'll... Now, I do have this great talent. It's one of my superpowers that I can fall asleep anytime, anywhere and wake up like even two minutes later and feel refreshed. It was great in college. I, I know all the best places to take naps in my college campus. Um, and that is when I took all of my kids there. I was like, let me show you all the places to take naps. That bathroom has a couch in it. You know, this, you know, like I could tell them. So, but Really, it's that I, I need to be able to have that time to completely stop and then restart again. So yeah. sometimes I will play meditation music. Sometimes I'll do a guided meditation. Um, sometimes I'll go like lay out in a chair outside on the, in the sun. Sometimes I lay in my bed and I, you know, put on my uh, face mask so that I can't, it gets real dark real fast. But that, that reset, it's just, you should not work tired. You shouldn't work tired and you shouldn't work overwhelmed. And if you're feeling tired or you're feeling overwhelmed, you need to do something that is going to reset you and grounded so that you can be productive again. Absolutely. You know, I learned something from watching my sister manage her sons. 
she puts the children on timeout when they're quote unquote misbehaving, mm-hmm. but she's also started to put herself on timeout. Like she actually sits on the bench that she sits them on when, when it's time uh-huh. And I remember the older, my older nephew saying, mama, why are you on timeout? She's like, I just need, I just need a little timeout. Nothing is wrong. It's just whatever I'm doing is not working. I just need a minute. And so it kind of took the punishing part of timeout away from them, like that stigma that I'm being punished. And they understood that it's like, nope, it's just a reset button. And -hmm. you just get to take a breather and choose, make a different choice so you can get out of here and do something else. Yeah. That was brilliant. I love it. That is really brilliant. Awesome. Okay. Do you have other tips? I, well, yeah, I mean, we can talk forever about efficiency hacks, but I think this is good for now. Okay, great. So I think we should give a listener challenge today. And I think our listener challenge should be to pick one of these efficiency hacks to implement Mm -hmm. so that they can um, start making some progress in that direction. Yes. And if you already have some efficiency hacks that you know are just butter, then mm-hmm. leave a comment and let us know what they are because, hey, I don't want to try. Let's, let's trade recipes. Some of the stuff that you got going on might work for me. So let's trade recipes, leave it in the comments and, uh, and you know, contribute to the efficiency hack magic that we got going on in this episode. Yeah, love it. All right. Well, my friends, we are grateful as always for your support and we encourage you to come and follow us on instagram come join our private facebook community if you'd like to be part of one of our influencer circle uh, networking meetings where we bring together six and seven figure business women to create strategic introductions please reach out we would love to support you in that way and we hope that you will go out there and kill it with your efficiency this week. It feels so good to be able to complete all of those tasks. Amen. Amen. Thanks everybody for listening. See you next time. You have worked hard and you've earned your place at the table of influence. Wouldn't it be great to have a board of advisors that celebrate your wins, support your growth, and challenge your blind spots? That's why we host our influencer circles for six and seven figure business women. If you are a high achieving entrepreneur woman who wants a deep dive in business strategy, collaboration, and strategic relationships, go to yourcircleofinfluence.com forward slash influencers and reserve a spot in one of our upcoming circles.